You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So here we are today, January the 16th, federal office, federal holiday today for Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, remembering his life, I uh, highly recommend you look him up, Google him, Wikipedia him, whatever you do. If you don't know much about him, possibility you may not, right? Early this morning, you're like, oh, man. Here I am. You're outdoors or maybe going to be soon. What is your favorite outdoor activity? Winter activity, I should say. What is your favorite outdoor winter activity? All right. I just remember when I first moved here, I lived around Albany, and I had a friend in the apartment complex. He was from North Carolina as well, saw my license plate. When I first moved here, and, and so he tracked me down, and we met, and all that kind of stuff. We'd sit there and watch golf from Hawaii when it was howling cold outside. <laughs> We'd be sitting there bundled up, and he didn't like to turn the heat up much, you know, and stuff. So it was uh, it was very, very interesting. Kind of wonder what you like to do. What's your favorite outdoor activity, you know? Um, it's always good to do something active and then work up a... Uh, Work up a sweat, I think. Like in skiing, you do that. Or shoveling snow or something like that. Kind of be interested to know. Yes, good morning. Cup of Joe. Morning show hotline. What's your... You got a favorite outdoor activity? My favorite outdoor activity... Yes. ...is going to the front door to get my Amazon package and then running back inside. Got it. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. This past week, somebody asked me about why... It is lighter if you go, say you go on vacation, you go to one of the Caribbean islands, I'm just saying, or if you go to South Florida even. Uh, why is there more sunshine there? I said it's all because of the curvature of the earth. You know, if you keep going far, far enough far enough north, <laughs> you'll be in the dark pretty much all day. You know, there are people that have a lot of more darkness than we do, if you can believe that. I mean, it's amazing. The good news is that we're headed towards spring in that every day it gets a little bit lighter earlier and later in the day. A couple of minutes every day. So that's really good news. And the other thing to remember is that everybody has periods of times where they're kind of down, you know, maybe a little depressed or something. But there is a thing that's a seasonal depression. You know, we're talking about getting outside, doing things outside. We kind of joke about it and stuff like that. But that actually is one of the things practical things that the experts say you should do to fight the seasonal disorder, seasonal affective disorder. And it is triggered by the change in the season, the darkness, the cold, you know, I have to admit, man, four in the morning, it is hard to get out of that warm bed, I'll tell you that, you know, in any time. So, it is not something to be dismissed or over-spiritualized, but it is to be properly acknowledged. All right, so that's what I'm doing right here, and I'm going to post this article for you because it has some good tips. I know um, the light, they make a light that's um, almost like the light you would use to make those videos for social media. You know, maybe that'll work. But they say you, you, if, if you put that on, that that'll actually help. But uh, seeking community is great. And this is great anytime. Seeking community is great anytime. Through anything you're going through, good or bad, right? God's word, always really good. Always. Professional counselor. Wow. Sometimes we, we think, nah, you know, I don't need, nothing wrong with that. Knowing people that have done that, been through things, right? Okay. 
Seeking a professional counselor is good. There's the go outside. Get outside. There it is right there. There's just some tips. And if you're going through something, right, you're maybe, you're like, you're just, it's a real battle that you're facing. I want to help you out. And sometimes there are some, as I like to say, the nuts and bolts things that you can go through to do, you know? I'm not sure if it's ice fishing or whatever, but I remember being uh, at Word of Life one winter during a snow camp as a chaperone, and I was so cold. I mean, it had to be 10, 20 below. What is in the Adirondacks? It's just serious cold. And so I just went cross-country skiing just to stay warm. <laughs> so, and it works. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but it just it's just to work. So look for this on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. And here right? he yeah. is, Mr. Know-It-All. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I won't embarrass you by asking you if you know who that is. It's a brand spanking new song here on Cup of Joe Morning Show. Getting you going, yes, at 548 by Kane. That's right. I'm so blessed on my best days. I'm a child of God. On my worst days, I'm a child of God. When you recommend that to just like anybody you knew, especially somebody that you knew and you loved that was going through maybe seasonal depression, Depression, or you know, just thought they were a little off, right? When you say, I'm gonna challenge you, look him right in the eyes, like Jesus would say, I'm gonna challenge you to listen to this radio station. Get some frequency cards, tell them we got the free app. They can listen anywhere in the world, anywhere they go. Just listen consistently for 30 days. We call it the 30 day New Year's challenge. And boy, that's a really good thing. And maybe it's for you as well, too. It has proven to really turn people around because. You know, infusing your life with the truth of God and the goodness of God that you are blessed by God and that he loves you. That's got to change your day, change your morning with music that focuses on God. What a help that is. So take the challenge. Let them take the challenge. Let us know what's going on. Shoot us an email at soundoflife.org. It's the 30-day New Year Challenge. I'm right, and I challenge you to listen for 30 days. Encouraging. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Remembrance Day today. I'm remembering his life today. Okay, so federal holiday. And thankfully, nowadays, I have to stop at the little post office in the, in the village because in the, in the old days, I lived in a neighborhood. I would just walk out to the post box after I got home, the rural delivery box, and right in front of all the neighbors, you know, probably nobody looking at all, nobody even knew I did it, but you know, it's amazing how self-conscious we can get, isn't it? Sure is. I got something that Martin Luther King Jr. once uh, prayed, really. It's a prayer, and you can pray along, it's pretty cool. Use me, God. Show me how to make who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do and use it for a purpose greater than myself. All right. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The Sound of Life. Here we go. Monday Mug Day. First person with the correct answer on the hotline. Well, you win not only the Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug, which in of itself is a wonderful prize. The only way you can get it, right? So, and we put in a sample of Joe Coffee. All right. So, here's the question. The hotline is 800-946-1765. The question, very simply, I'm not going to make it multiple choice today. Ooh. 
What was God's sign to Noah that he would never destroy the earth again? What was God's sign to Noah that he'd never destroy the earth again? Hotline All right. is open. The Cup of Joe Hotline is open. 1 800 946 1765. 1 800 946 1765. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Yes, it is Monday, Mug Day. Well, listen, if you don't win it now, you can always win at 720. Okay, it's okay. All right, so pretty popular at 620. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Steve from Monticello. Steve, you are quick on the phone, man. Congratulations. What? Wow, we—that's amazing. <laughs> Up and Adam this morning. I hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you, I, I hope as well. You want my mug? Yes, sir. I do. All right, here it is. What was God's sign to Noah that He would never destroy the earth again? It was the rainbow. It was, Steve. You got it, man. You you can think clearly, and you're up and at him. Congratulations. You got my mark. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. You are certainly welcome, Steve. As I said, we'll do it again at 720. Different question. Oh, I not you wish it was the same question, because now you got the answer. The rainbow. Think of God every time you see that. And his promises. And he says, I will not fail you. Right? There you go. Be encouraged, Dave. The sound of life. And you may have been in this situation before. I haven't worked outside in a long time now. But I remember what it was like. I really do. Mostly in the heat is what got us down in North Carolina. I don't think I could do it now. It was brutal. But, you know, people that work sometimes, and maybe you, this is your situation, you've had to go make a special effort to get to one of your kids ball games say you know and you just got off work a lot of you may be wearing a coat and tie maybe wearing a suit but you may be wearing your work clothes and i know you're not one of the ones you'd probably buddy up to him you'd be like hey you'd recognize oh man that guy just came from work you know remember the story about the man who was he obviously came from the coal mines i mean they, he had his uniform on for one thing and he had coal dust all over him and he was sitting there and people were taking photographs not because they were putting him down, but just because they went, wow. You know, he didn't have time to change, but the priority was to see his kids play. And this man said that, too. He put a photograph of his old shirt. When I first looked at it, it reminded me of the time I, I splattered bleach on myself, not realizing it was the best pair of shorts I ever had on. Kind of like God teaching me a lesson, I thought, about what's important, you know. And I didn't realize I had just put holes all in them, and his does, too because he's a welder and he had gotten off work and he said, I was wearing that shirt not because I wanted to. <laughs> I didn't have time to change clothes. You see, as a welder, and if you were a welder, you know that your, your clothes catch fire every once in a while. It's, it's true. It's one of the things. There's sparks flying everywhere. But he went to see his child's first ball game and everybody was kind of staring at him. And he really felt bad. He was kind of, I felt like trash, really. They're looking me up and down, you know? And uh, he said, you know, what you don't know is this shirt helps me pay the bills. And it puts food on the table. And I wish he'd quit judging people by what they wear. He said, I'm not poor and I'm not worthless. I work for a living and all I have is work and bedtime clothes. And I'm the only one that sponsored my kid's team. <gasps> really? He said... 
Where was your suit and tie when he came to signing up to be a sponsor? Ooh. <laughs> Don't get a big head now. See, that's what happens. That's, that's how you get played sometimes. It's like, that's really fine. That's true. But you did keep the rest of us from judging, right? Because of what you're wearing? Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. But I got to tell you about Frances Buzzard is her name. Wow. She is a, uh, a janitor, right? She does the ordinary, normal duties of a janitor. She polishes furniture until it sparkles. And the staff and students really basically fell in love with a truly wonderful woman, basically for her incredible hard work and her perseverance, which turned the school into one of the cleanest places in the city. And they thought they would show her appreciation. It was the principal's idea for this 77-year-old to congratulate her on her birthday. She uh, was called to the school cafeteria. She had no idea what was going to happen. She got there. It was beyond her wildest dreams. Because 200 students were cheering and wishing her a happy birthday. The principal found out that... She had never, Francis, never had a birthday party, a bona fide for real birthday party in her life. Wow. Wouldn't you do that too? Yes, you would. Maybe you have. Love to hear about that. She was greeted at the door with that loud, happy birthday to you. Anyway, you know how we all sing in there. Cart full of gingerbread cookies and chocolate muffins, plenty of lemonade rolled out of the kitchen. She grew up, as it turns out, in a very poor family. Her parents could never afford to give the little girl a proper birthday. They almost never had a chance to celebrate Christmas. Frances was truly delighted with such a wonderful gesture from the school. And again, it's interesting, isn't it, how we look at certain things and the importance of them take for granted for us sometimes. You know, never take for granted. I don't think you do, do you? Take for granted something that somebody else is doing for you. No matter what it is, you do. The sound of life. Here we go. Monday Mug Day. Your second chance to get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug with a sample of Joe Coffee. First person with the correct answer on the hotline, you win. Cup of Joe hotline is 800-946-1765. And it is a question from the Bible. Wow. Jacob, what did Jacob give Joseph that sparked jealousy from his siblings? Was it a chariot, a land, or a coat of many colors? First person with the correct answer on the hotline, well, you win. The Cup of Joe hotline is open. The Cup of Joe hotline is open. 1-800-946-1765. 1-800-946-1765. The Sound of Life. That's it right there. Hey, I am Joe. Cup of Joe Morning Show. It is Monday Mug Day. Second opportunity to get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug with Joe Coffee. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Good morning. Who's this? Morning, Barbara. Barbara. Well, thanks for calling, Barbara. Are you doing well? Yes, thank you. Okay. Up and about. Good deal. Do you want my mug? 
Yes, please. Okay. I'm actually, if I get it, I'd like to give it to a friend as a thank you present. Oh, isn't that sweet? Well, Barbara, what did Jacob give Joseph that sparked jealousy from his siblings, whether a, a chariot, land, or a coat of many colors? I'm thinking a coat of many colors. You are thinking correct. Barbara, you got it. Yes, indeed. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. If you don't realize it, but you make my day when you win. Because you're a winner already. All right? So be encouraged today. Go out with the attitude of a kindergartner that dressed themselves. And that's a pretty good attitude right there. Mag Powell is on the way. Big truth. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Got a ministry there that really specializes in helping women, really. You know, and being encouraged to women. And then truth, it really is encouraging. A lot of times we think, oh boy, the truth, truth today, you know. But the real truth, the truth of Christ and God and your relationship is amazing. And it is for the woman who is weary, worn down, and waiting for relief. You should know the hard things you face are never wasted. This idea, this is, these very words have come up in the last week or so in my life. Pretty amazing because what did Paul say to the church? He wrote a letter to the church. He said, we boast in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. You're always looking at Christ on the cross and thinking, this is only going to be momentarily. That's what it'll seem like right there. And know that the hard things you face will bring great reward. It may take years. In the case I know of, it, would, it took four years. But there it was. <laughs> the promise was there. He was blessed because he persevered under trial. Pretty amazing. The hard things you faced face will not last forever. That is a big, big truth right there. Right? You suffered a little while. That's what it says in the Bible. Are they not going to last forever? Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Sometimes big deals come at you from little-known places, don't they? I think they do. I was watching a video of a woman. You know, that's the situation where you've got so many unknowns, but there's one thing you do know. Your hair's going to fall out because you're undergoing this chemotherapy treatment. And so you've made the decision. I'm going to go to my hairstylist. So I'm going to say, well, I got to do it. I got to get all my hair cut off. Might as well, before it starts coming out in patches, right, and stuff. It's kind of what you do. And so the video's on a security camera. She's, she's, he's shaving it off, and she's obviously pretty emotional. And he went ahead with it. And I think, I don't know if he knew before that. I don't know what their relationship is. I really don't. And, but I didn't know if he just saw how emotional she was and just felt led to do it. But he said, look in the mirror. And she didn't want to, but she was looking at him, and he started shaving his head off, relating. And I thought, isn't that what Jesus did? You know, he looked at his surroundings, which you can't even begin to imagine. If you saw where Jesus was, you would perish. Because you're not in a body that can handle it. 
That's how holy and powerful and beautiful it is. Uh, not forget about not even being able to comprehend it. You can't even you couldn't handle it, right? So he decided he was going to be like you, like you. Yeah, he's going to be a human being. He's going to have to eat and you know and brush his teeth. I guess probably had toothache, maybe stuff like that. You know, he was hungry. And he was hot and cold and sweaty, and he hurt and all that stuff. He said, "Man, I got to do all that. I'm going to do it." That's how much I love him. I'm going to do it. Wow. That, that idea that he became a man is not a little thing at all. It speaks volumes about who he is and the love that God showed to everyone on this planet. The availability of what he's saying. You believe, right? Wow. And, of course, I always remember what Jesus said. How much more blessed are those who haven't even seen <laughs> and yet they believe? You're in that category, my friend. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Hey, I am Joe, and so the train is heading north out of the city, and there is a father and son, except the son is, is not a little boy. But he's kind of acting like a little boy, a, a, a little bit. He's he's like 24, but nobody really knows that, and they don't know what the story is. But they hear him kind of shout out, Dad, look, the trees are going behind. And Dad smiled, and this young couple sitting nearby kind of looked at him and looked at this 24-year-old's childish behavior, kind of with pity, you can tell. And he exclaimed it again, Dad, look, the clouds, they're running with us. And then the couple couldn't resist and said to the man, why don't you take your son to a good doctor? Wow. You ever been in a situation like that? That, that, that bringing back some painful memories right there? But he just smiled and he said, I did. And we're just coming from the hospital. See, my son was blind from birth. He just got his eyes today. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Now it explains everything, right? But it, the thing you have to remember is every single person on this planet has a story very similar to that, right? So don't judge people before you know them, all righty? Mm, truth might surprise you. It always surprises me. It's amazing. The Sound of Life. I am Joe. Good to have you along this morning. Just cold out this morning. I guess the, the showers are not coming until overnight. So that's good news. So we got a, a day, you know, pretty nice winter day, close to 40, if not in the 40s. And the real rain, I guess, is coming Thursday. Rain, I'm talking about. That's amazing. Wow. We Saturday, partly sunny, 38 to 42. Wow, pretty amazing. So today is a big day. If you're an automobile enthusiast, and you may not be know what I'm talking about, it's probably celebrated every year. And they may even do something on television about this because it's an iconic American car. And how many of those around? You got the Mustang. And then a little bit later on, you may remember the the uh, Plymouth or Dodge Voyager Caravan thing, you know, with 18 cup holders in there and the removable seats. We had one of those. We carried we carried quarter wood in that thing. It was amazing. The whole, the whole Little League team and... Everybody, what a workhorse those things were. But today 
It appeared in 1953 at the General Motors Motorama Auto Show. Oh, boy, I tell you, after World War II, it took a few years. And once they got cranking it out, automobiles went through an incredible phase. I'm going to tell you something, kids. The bumper on a Chrysler weighed more than your old car does today. (laughs) It was amazing. And then there was the whole fin thing. I guess it shows your age when you start talking about how cars were styled, huh? But you couldn't, uh, you, you can't talk negative about the styling. The Chevrolet Corvette sports car was unveiled on this day in 1953. I didn't know this until right now, but the name comes from a naval ship. I did not know that. You know, and a lot of names for cars, wonder about that. I always remember, I mean, it's popular. I, I Honestly, I've ridden in them, known friends that had them, you know. I don't like to ride in them. I like to look at them. I think that's what we like about the Chevrolet Corvette. We like to look at it when somebody else has it, you know. And, of course, now it's all changed up. It was funny. They went through a year where they went digital, and it was an electronic dashboard. It was just all black until you turn the car on and it all lit up. Corvette enthusiasts did not like that car. No. They want the gauges. They want the analytical gauges. It's interesting, isn't it? I I kind of agree with that. It looks... You can't beat that, right? I remember standing in the showroom when I was a kid. Mm, Boy, is this going to date me. It came out in 1953. It wasn't in 1953. It was several years later. But I remember standing in the Chevrolet showroom in Greensboro, North Carolina, looking at an orange convertible Corvette and looked down at the sticker price was $3,800. You're despicable. <laughs> That's something. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Last night, the wrapped. Uh, Wrapping up the weekend of the first of the playoff games in the NFL, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dallas, great season, but they just had trouble with the, with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, he's having a rough year this year. And uh, he had a rough night last night. I'm sorry. It was, it was all up to the defense of the Cowboys and stuff like that. But the Dallas Cowboys looked probably as good as they could, you know, Catch the ball. That's the whole secret right there, right? Even though it take your fingers off. You ever caught a football from a professional football player, quarterback, throwing to <laughs> knock you right on the ground? But that's neither here nor there. The thing that everybody's talking about or could be today is the missed extra point. <sighs> what? It's kind of a gimme, you know? You score a touchdown, they line it up, then a few yards back, boom, they kick it up over you, and you get this extra point. Seven points. Why don't they just give it to you? Right? You know? It's one of the weird things about the sport of football. You get six points for scoring a touchdown, but then you get an opportunity to make an extra. You can if you want to run it over or pass it over. You get two points. Why wouldn't you just try that? Seems to be harder, a lot harder, to score that way because the the kick is easy, right? They make 50-yard field goals, for goodness sakes. It ought to be easy. He he wasn't doing very well. (laughs) He just... He, and, and if you watched him, I, I'd love to, to, like, been in your shoes and know what you were thinking, right? Brett Mayer is his name, and he had an excellent season. 
He makes field goals over 50. He's made three, I think, during the year over 50 yards. That's a long ways. Made a ton of them. Makes extra points. In fact, he only missed three extra points in the whole season. And last night, man, he was going for the record. And he had missed the three. And I have to admit, my wife's going out of her mind. <laughs> She's like, what? You know. So, you know, you're always stunned when you miss an extra point. And he had missed three. So they're lining up again. You know, right out there in front of God and everybody. And this time when he kicked it, I went, oh, he's got it. He's got it. It's going to go right through the middle. <laughs> Just went off to the right. And it hit the very tip top of the goalpost and bounced out. It was almost like it was divine judgment. Did you think that when you were watching that? Did you think, man, that guy hadn't been going to church or something. God is disciplining him. I wondered about how many people thought that. By the way, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys thankfully has said, no, we're not making any changes. We're not looking for a kicker. He's an excellent kicker. It's just one of those things, right? It's hard to explain, but hey, we're human beings. You're playing outside. You know, it's not indoors, so it's the way it is. But I was thinking about God's discipline, right? We, 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 the, you read about that in the Bible, and it's interesting because it's not like us punishing our kids, right? We think about that sometimes. Kids do something wrong. Well, we're going to punish them, right? You, you have in mind what is that punishment? But God doesn't. God's not like that. He's not like that at all. Right? God's discipline is life training for the future. It's not punishment for the past. So remember that. Jesus took the punishment for the past. Right? Right? The Hebrew word scourge means to deeply inquire. We we in a lot of circles, we got that all wrong. It's amazing. I'm learning. I'm just learning this. I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> God's discipline is life training for the future. Wow. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Uh, so I was reading about uh, these uh, clams or shells, creatures that live in the ocean. When they die, they open up. They just open up in the insides and then they're done, right? So... But they have found tons of these things all over. They, they're fossils, and they're closed tight. They close for protection. So if something, you know, like they're out in the ocean, there comes a predator fish coming, boom, they close up tight, right? You've probably seen that in the movies and stuff. These shell, these shell uh, creatures in the ocean. And so they found a bunch of these in places that are not even an ocean. They found fossils of these. And so what they're saying is, well, is that evidence that it came on suddenly, you know? It's kind of like when they talk about the fossils of dinosaurs. Many of them have been found, they had vegetation in their throats, for goodness sakes. I said, you know, they weren't wandering out in the woods at, at old age and going to perish and die. They, they didn't know what was coming. It just seemed evident for, uh, it was just, that made me think of it, that, Colton Dixon, you triggered me to talk about that story right there. I was going to talk about Jesus and football and stuff. And there's a lot of talk about that lately. But back before, it was real popular to kneel and pray on the football field. And it was quite a 
quite a discussion about that. Apparently, now he's in the uh, or going to be in the Football Hall of Fame. Tim Tebow story. A little take on that. Something you didn't know. It's worth taking a little break with you, with your breakfast here. Let's it does start with Tim Tebow in college, where he decided to throw Philippians. 13 on his eye black and he wore that all season his junior year uh get to the sec championship they beat alabama they're moving on to the national championship and tim tebow feels like god's putting on his heart to change the verse and he says i'm gonna go with john 316 he decided to go with it they won the national championship the day later he learned that 94 million people googled john 316 the cool part is three years later to the day january 9th 2009, he won the national championship. January 9th, 2012, he starts in his first NFL playoff game. First play of overtime, he finds Demarius Thomas on a crossing route. Yep. Yeah. And the Broncos win. After the game, his PR guy came up to him and said, do you even realize what happened? He said, this is three years exactly to the date later that you wore John 316 on your eye black. You threw for 316 pass yards. There were 31.6 yards per completion. 31.06 was the time of possession. The TV ratings were 31.6 and the yards per rush were 3.16. And 90 million people Google John 316. I mean, when you talk about miracles, that is a miracle right in front of all of our eyes. I mean, just an absolutely amazing story of how Tim was simply just obedient by changing iBlack to all of a sudden this amazing move from God. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, very important Sunday on the way, and I want to post this for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, give you an opportunity to check it out. It's uh, from Revelation Media, and it's called The Matter of Life. Are the unborn one of us? The Matter of Life. Won some awards and such, and um, I'll give you an opportunity to check that out since that is on the way and may even get a book out of it, right? So there you go. It's pretty cool. One of the most amazing videos I have seen was by a man who was a scientist at MIT and he and his group of people were working for NASA. They were hired by NASA to do molecular structure interaction imaging. I don't know if I'm getting this right or not. But I've heard him say it about a hundred times, and it, it goes by, it's, it's, it's pretty high level science. But they wanted to know what was happening in the body, you know, out in space and stuff. What, what's happening to the molecular structure of organs and such. And so they somehow were creating the visual of that, all right? So just as another project, they decided to create the visual from conception to birth of a human being. And I think it stunned the scientists, at least the man talking. Now, he was doing a TED Talk. And he was talking about some amazing things about how your body is made up of collagen. That's the building blocks of your body. And he's using his hands and putting his fingers together. And he's saying the collagen is, I don't know if you use the word knit together. I know the Bible does. You're you're knit together in your mother's womb. Think about that thousands of years before now we see it, what God was talking about. We can visualize how that has happened on a molecular structure. And this scientist said, you cannot help but see the miraculous 
in this. He said, oh, and by the way, this collagen is opaque until it gets to your eyes. And then it's clear. And it goes sideways. When I think about every human being, and that includes you, has a set of instructions. Now, obviously they came from your mother and your father. That set of, their set of instructions was divided in half and blended together to make your unique instruction. If you think about the, the genius of that is incredible. We would, would never come up with anything like that. And the fact that it stretches for miles, you know, and every molecule in your body has those instructions of what your nose is going to look like. You know what your how big your brain is. All these things, you know, the 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 to keep the collagen in your it makes up your eye clear so you can see. It's just absolutely incredible, and I just love it when when he would say, "You just cannot help but see the miraculous in the forming of a human being." So I'm going to post this up there for you, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Maybe your church got something big planned uh, coming up. They're still having the march because it's still. To be for life is still very important. It's going to be in Washington, D.C. Coming up there, are the unborn one of us? The matter of life. Check it out on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Here we go. The sound of life. I am Joe. Good to have you along this morning. What are they giving uh, a shout out to Lieutenant Kate O'Hare Palmer, U.S. Army nurse. I knew a nurse in Ellenville way back in the day. She was the operating room supervisor there. She was... uh, in a mass unit in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends were in Vietnam. Uh, I was on right on the end of that era. I will tell you that right there. She's now the Women's Veterans Committee of the Vietnam Veterans of America. Kate is. I was reading one of the most amazing stories and accounts of people that you would never think would be involved and in so instrumental in soldiers in Vietnam era. And that were the flight attendants. You're saying, what? At the time, they were called stewardesses. They were all women. Most of them were young. They volunteered for the mission to fly. Pan Am had the contract. Fly into Saigon. Get out as quick as you could. Load up with soldiers. They were going to be on R&R. They had the jets, and they could take them to Honolulu for a long weekend. They said it was amazing, the mood leaving and the mood coming back. Amazing. One soldier in, in one of the flights here, he was lighting up a cigarette because that was the era when you could smoke on the planes. And he was using a butane lighter and it blew up and it caught his shirt on fire. He said literally his shirt was on fire. They put it out with a blanket they had and uh, he, he didn't mind at all. And of course that outlawed from then on, they said no no more of those devices on planes are too dangerous. But he didn't mind. He said, I just want to go home. He said, my friends have died here. I got out without a scratch. This will be a reminder to me. I mean, incredible stories. One of the one of the uh, young flight attendants was saying that, and they all got treated. They all flew first class. They all got a steak dinner. They loved it. You know, she said, we're, we're taking off. We're f- gaining altitude. And one of the jet engines was on fire. One of the soldiers said, Mammy, you got uh, your left engine over here is on fire. And she's like, what? Oh, man. And went and told the pilot all this, you know. And and they didn't care. They sat there, not one of them. 
They looked out. Oh, the engine's on fire. Well, they'll take care of it. She said, how bad does your day have to be when you have an engine on fire on a plane that you're on taking off and you don't care? The sound of life. Hey, I am Joe. Watch a football game last night. You know what I'm talking about? The NFL playoffs game. Dallas Cowboys. I would say probably played as good as they could play. They sure looked like it. They were ready. Um, you know. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by the GOAT quarterback, of course, Tom Brady. Oh, boy, didn't, didn't get it together offensively, really. I mean, you know, not enough to overcome Dallas. But there was something that happened that has everybody talking about it. And just to let you in, because I don't want you to feel out of the loop, you'll be like, what are they talking about? You know, you know they played a football game, you can look at the score and all that kind of stuff. But the big odd thing was what was it four missed extra points it's almost like you know well the extra point what it's just the strangest game in the world right you get six points for scoring the touchdown instead of a point or even two points you can make two points extra if you run the ball or pass the ball over the goal line but most teams elect to just, I'll just kick it over. It's the easiest thing. Why don't they just give them the extra point? It's so easy. <laughs> you found out why last night. It's not so easy. Number one, they're outside. Okay. And it's not as easy as it looks. This field goal kicker for Dallas, it's not his first time kicking. He's kicked, I think, three during the season. Over 50 yards of field goals. So he knows how to kick the ball. He... he He's, he only missed three all season out of, what, 50 tries or something? It was amazing. Didn't you feel, if you watched the game, you felt so sorry. It was like watching your eight-year-old in a class play start to forget the lines. And you're sitting there and you want to yell him out so bad. And when he kicked the fourth one, you know, he missed three in a row. It went right, right, and then he hooked it to the left. And then he kicked it and went, oh, that's it. It's going right through. And it went way up to the top and hit the top of the goalpost and bounced out. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now, I will say this. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys did the right thing. He said, first of all, we're not looking for another kicker. We're going with him. He's our kicker. And rightly so. It's just a weird, odd thing that, you know, if that had happened during the season, he would have had a great season. Nobody, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm spaced out. In different games, but it happened all at once. But I wonder how many people are looking at that and going, man, you better get into church. You've been missing out on church. You ain't been doing your quiet time in the morning. I don't know what's what's wrong. Something you didn't do. You're being disciplined. Yeah. We must understand that a lot of times. God's discipline is life training for the future. See, what we do is we look at it the way we would do it with our children. Right? Our children do something wrong, and then we discipline them. Right, Put them in a corner or something. Keep them from going to the movies. Something. Take away their phone. Whatever. You know, That's what we do, but that's not God. No, that's not God. See, punishment for the past. Jesus took that. That's already happened. Right, So that's why you walk free. The Hebrew word for scourge means to inquire deeply. They were looking. Oh, this is an interesting history about that. But God's discipline is not about your behavior. It's about training for the future. 
The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. I am Joe. It's Cup of Joe Morning Show. Well, the theme today kind of is NFL. <laughs> I mean, and in this time of the year, it, it is a lot of times, but we kind of forgot about uh, one of the former players who was in trouble. A, a, he, they caught a hero there because when your kids are in the ocean and they're in trouble, you go do whatever you have to do. And he did. I'll give you his name. His name is Peyton Hillis, former NFL running back. Uh, he was in really bad shape. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear what the ocean conditions were or whatever, but he rescued his two children. He saved their life. But when they pulled him out, he was like spitting up sand. That's not very good. It messed with his organs and things like that and stuff. So he was he rescued his kids from drowning. He's now on the road to recovery. He's off the ventilator. Wow. So he's making a real good comeback right there. He was in serious condition. His name is Peyton Hillis. Okay. So rescuing your kids is basic, right? That's man. And he almost... Ooh, he almost said goodbye to him. Amazing. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. He was born on this day back in 1882. You probably heard of him, A.A. A. Milne, or certainly you've heard of the characters in his first children's story, which was for his son, oddly enough, named Christopher Robin. Yeah, that Christopher Robin. He did it in 1924. He created the beloved characters and stories of Winnie the Pooh, Reminds us that a day without a friend is like a pot without a single drop of honey left inside. Oh, man. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Jew, and the latest big thing, of course, still big, right? Eliminating clutter. <laughs> we haven't done a very great job with that, have we? We always talk about it. People come on the scene. There's videos. There's books. This is the way we do it, you know. First of all, you know how you eliminate clutter? You give it to people. That's the way it is. You give it away. You could sell it. Got a story about that. Make it a game. <laughs> That's That should be way down on the list. And does this item, you say, does this item give me joy? What was that woman that had all the, you take your clothes out of your closet and you look at it and you go, you know, does this item give me joy? Do I, oh, I can't wait to wear this. Or do you look at it and go, I haven't worn that in five years. Get rid of it, right? Single guy was talking about getting a new couch. And he said, you know, what do I do with my old couch? Going to have to take it to the landfill. Oh, that's, no, you don't want to do that. He said, you have a yard sale. One nice Saturday, put it out in your yard. Put all the clothes you don't want, things in your house you don't want, you know. You know what it's like to have a, an old couple argue over a 50-cent tie? <laughs> you know? I wouldn't give him any more than a quarter for it. I'll tell you that right now. You know, and I and I was humiliated with all my stuff out there and people looking at it to buy and everything. And it got all said and done, and I still had the couch. It still cost me $80 to take it to the landfill and get rid of it. I don't know where he lives, but that's kind of the way it is, donating right there. And so in an effort to eliminate clutter, I'm going to eliminate some clutter right now for you. <laughs> One more little piece. Here we go. Ooh, that was painful. Wow. The sound of life. Okay, here we go, but I'm okay. Just my hand took uh, the, the brute of it, uh, the brunt of it right there. Uh, he was born today, A.A. A. Milne. He was born, Christopher Robin was his son in 1924. He wrote the uh, 
the book for him with the Winnie the Pooh, the beloved characters. And he once said, a day without a friend is like a pot without a single drop of honey left in it. What would be your saying? That's that's kind of what I want to know. Yes, Jim, you got, a, you got a favorite there? Well, the only thing I could tell you is from what I've learned in the past is, you know, you always measure twice, cut once. And that you can apply to a lot of things in life, too, you know. That's a very good point. Sometimes we need to think twice before we say or do something. It's too bad you didn't ask me a story about something electrical. Hey, Jim, have you got an electrical story? Not that I'm glad you asked. Uh-oh. But uh, I did earn the name Sparky. Oh, no. Well, power was out. Borrowed a generator from a uh, friend. And I tried, you know, hooking up the uh, generator to the house. And I fired it up. Plugged it in. The next thing you know, everybody came running out of the house. Shut it off! Shut it off! Really? There was smoke coming out of outlets. Blew the TV. Blew the computer. Like bulb went out. Wow! We Jim didn't put the wires connected right. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. I am Joe, and I'm not preaching to you, but a friend of mine in radio said if someone had said weeks ago there would be a worldwide event that involved no one dying, and yet the world would unite in prayer, I wouldn't have believed it. And I, you probably wouldn't have either. And I'm thinking, yeah, probably not. But a few weeks ago on ESPN, the unimaginable happened. A sportscaster sitting behind a sports desk bowed his head in prayer and prayed live on national television. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and like you said, it was everybody, nobody died, but uh, everybody joined together in praying. People who didn't normally pray were praying. People put the love and care of people ahead of their own interest. And my friend said, I didn't have a word for it. And another friend said, it's called helplessness. Helplessness. Not only was a football player helpless on national television for a few moments, by extension, we were all helpless. We're watching our worst nightmare happen in real time, and we have no idea how it's going to turn out. And thankfully, it turned out pretty good. Probably thanks to all the prayer. All right, so thank God he's getting better. When God decided to get everyone's attention by reminding us with a routine football play that we are helpless, and we reacted in a pretty big way. But I want you to remember this. The power of difficulty is never, ever bigger than the power of God. The only hope when dealing with things that are out of your control is trusting the wisdom, goodness, and grace of the one who has the control that you don't. Okay, God's never going to lose track of you. He's never confused or confounded by what you're facing, all right? And I can back it up with the Bible as well. Don't make me go to Romans 8. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Hey, I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. So one of the things that happened during the pandemic, you know, the quarantine, as I like to call it, I don't know if that term was used, but it's really kind of what what it was in this country. Anyway, was the fact that people started putting jigsaw puzzles together. And maybe you're one of those people. Raise your hand. Let me know about it. It's amazing. Karen was kind of incredible skills she found out. In fact, she ended up becoming a content creator out in Los Angeles, and, you know, she's doing the jigsaws with a twist, okay? Uh, And she does pattern puzzles, completed one with her feet, 
She's so good when she competed in the National Jigsaw Puzzle Championship in San Diego. Uh, back in October, she finished in second place, even though her entire puzzle edge fell on the floor. Okay? She clocked a time of 50 minutes for a 500-piece puzzle. I'd still be getting it out of the box. <laughs> Competing against the top 99 puzzlers, as you may be called, if you put together jigsaw puzzles. So she creates these videos and stuff, and she's got a lot of followers and all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty amazing, Karen. Way to go, Karen Kevin. Yeah. I was thinking about puzzles the other day. I don't know why. Why, why did that come to my mind? Did I see something? But, you know, the puzzles, of course, are notorious because they have vast areas that are that look a lot alike maybe the same color you know like the sky or the ocean don't you just love when they put that in there and there's like 200 pieces that have to fit up in there but the thing is there's one place for that piece that you have in your hand to go now you could of course force it somewhere you can make alterations you know squeeze it in maybe nobody will notice Probably not. Just getting yourself. But what does that do? See, now the place where that was supposed to go, is it's not there. So there's nothing there. And I was thinking about that in a spiritual way. And I was like, God is putting your life together. He's piecing it together. Now, what he's doing is maybe on the other side of that puzzle. You know, you get it finished. You look, oh, there it is right there. I don't know. But I do know this. If there's something that is intended for this particular part of the puzzle and you force it somewhere else, you're going to mess up the whole puzzle, right? It's amazing, isn't it? I thought that one little piece, by being out of place, the whole thing is going to be messed up. So... You basically, on trust, faith, you say, well, Lord, what you're giving me, and I don't know what that is, lots of things, you know, like the for the Apostle Paul writing all those letters, he's like, I got this thorn in my side that I prayed three times that God would take away from me, and he didn't. A lot of debate about what that is. So you may be going through that. So I just want to encourage you. You know, that, that piece of that puzzle, if that's where it's supposed to go, then let's put it there and everything will fill in the place eventually. Amen. Right? Yeah. Amen. 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 A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I am Joe, and I'm big, big on the chosen. I know a lot of people are, and maybe you feel like they're just trying to get me to watch it. I don't care to watch it. It's fine. That's okay. I just think it'll surprise you if you don't know what it's like you've never watched it it's it's done by dallas jenkins he pretty much is the head over everything he's the director and he said you know i'm the i'm the guy that's doing that and it's what is known as historical fiction it's taking true facts about people mary is mary jesus jesus what he said what he did all that now there's a lot of other things that come into play because the Bible doesn't say a lot of things. But we know how the Pharisees were. We know how the Romans were. We know what life was like. We know what they ate. There's so many things we know about them. So we put it together. I probably don't have to tell you all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm caught up with The Chosen. And the creators announced that they will be premiering the last two episodes of season three. So we got, I watched, that's like the, the episode six of season three. 
So the last two episodes are going to be premiered in theaters again, like the Christmas one was. And apparently, uh, I was going to say, uh, what's her name? (laughs) The name went right out of my mind. Taylor Swift is not the only one that can crash a ticket site. That was incredible. Fans tried to grab tickets so fast Sunday night that it crashed the ticketing website. And they're pretty happy about that. Faith-based series will debut in theaters on February the 2nd and the 3rd, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And then it will be available on its free app for me. (laughs) Okay. Episodes 7 and 8 will be shown at select movie theaters nationwide. And as Dallas Jenkins explained, it's a huge episode, of course. Uh, He's not exaggerating when he says that, of course. If you've seen him preview something and say, boy, this is going to be some big stuff in here, and you watch. People have just melted watching that, and it's just been absolutely incredible. The way he does, I'm telling you, God is using him in an amazing way. There are three factors that led to the theatrical release. Uh, Theaters demanded it. (laughs) Fans are demanding it, and the scope of the story demands it. Okay, a lot of people may be as I started out watching on my phone and stuff. So you know they want to see they want to see that in the big theater. And believe you me, it looks really good. And the theaters were saying we want the chosen in our theater. Please release as many episodes as you can in theaters. Of course, it is now the largest crowdfunded uh, movie ever, or or entertainment really ever. Crowdfunded means you. Help support it every time. Every time you go, they say you want to thank somebody that's given. You want to pay it forward. You want to give that kind of stuff, right there. So, it's uh, pretty amazing, and you can see why people want to get in on that, right? Okay. Um, churches have partnered with them. The feeding of the five thousand will be part of the final showing. Um, and he said, you know, that's what really needs to be on the big screen, as far as Dallas Jenkins saw. That was, you know. That's the biggest thing we've ever done on the screen. Uh, Again, it's about the life of Jesus, the disciples. Um, It takes faith-based film industry by storm. Dallas Jenkins said when I was growing up, of course, his father's, you know, big. uh, I can't think of his first name now, uh, big-time writer. And boy, Dallas sure got the writing genes, I'll tell you. But he said, I would go watch these faith-based films and stuff. And he said, they were just hokey. I just didn't like it at all. My my favorite films were not faith-based. The acting and the good acting and stuff was not in faith-based movies. And I wanted to change that. And I think you will agree. You watch an episode of that and you will agree. It's right up there. It's it's a lot of fun. So I thought, okay, Taylor Swift, you don't have all the ticket. You can't, you're not the only one that can crash a ticket website. <laughs> the Chosen did it as well. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. I am Joe's Cup of Joe Morning Show and Abby Watts. Now she is with imom.com. It's one of the great resources. They just flood you with. So you'll get an email every day you know about something. About dealing with the kids, grandkids, parents and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Abby Watts I think she's the uh, the head writer there, but she's a very honest person. And she's talking about sitting with her sons on either side of her at the dining room table. They're plugging away at their math homework. One's dividing decimals. The other's regrouping. I clicked along on my laptop. We all heard the garage door open. <sighs> my husband is home. He walks in, gives me a kiss, and I said, how was work? 
he walks away mumbling that it was fine and a little exhausting. And my younger nine-year-old wisdom said, my son, I mean, Abby said, my son, he was nine. In his wisdom, he said, that's like asking us how school was. You should ask him a fun question like who we sat with at lunch. It's not a bad idea, is it? She said, I laughed. I thought about using my after-school questions on my husband. But you know what? She said, my son was right. You ask a shallow question, you're going to get a shallow answer. Isn't that cool? If you're ready to have better conversations, I came up with some fun questions to ask your husband after working. Maybe... You know, after giving him a little while to decompress, that's a big thing right there. Okay. Just remember, you ask a shallow question, you get a shallow answer. I was kind of checking him out right there. Anything that's kind of open-ended, you know, like what what I would do is I'd be like, well, who did you listen to on the radio going home from work? Now, that's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. The Sound of Life. I know. She was in the... Is it? Uh, I was a little confused sometimes. Mother Teresa is what I was thinking about. And, uh, of course, she was unknown for years and years and years where she was in Calcutta, India. Now, India is one of those places that the population is growing. I've never been there, but I know people who have been there. And they have high-rise poverty. You know, the poverty that I've seen in the third world, like in Ethiopia, uh, some in Jamaica, uh, um, the Dominican Republic, Right. And it's it's just it's a house, you know, or shack or whatever put together, things like that. But in India, they have high rise poverty, big time. Uh, it's a, it's absolutely incredible. And Mother Teresa was there in the midst of all that. And a lot of that, a lot of their problems are caused because of their spiritual beliefs that if you are now suffering, laying in a ditch somewhere, dying of starvation, that was because of what you did in an earlier life you have to realize that plus the fact that the bull i guess what is it, the brahma bull is sacred so they just wander everywhere defecate everywhere you know they're just going on and so when you, you start combining those things it's just like you, you would almost give up it'd be a very easy place to just say no and she didn't do it and she's a lot like you in that she's very generous and that she does a lot of things that people don't know about. She was discovered, and that's how you would have never heard of her if it hadn't been for one person discovering her and going, wow, this is incredible, and other people helping her out. But she did have, she was right on the money. And, and of course, people ask her, how do you do it? And she said, when I look into the eyes of those people, I see Jesus right there, okay? But she's right in a very practical way because I don't think we would ever admit it when we don't do something, when we don't act on something. But, but it's because we think we're not enough. That's the whole thing. And she really took care of that because that's one of the most famous quotes that she has. And you, it can build off of it almost daily in your life. And that is that if you can't feed a hundred people, then feed one. You can feed one. You can do something, right? Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Today, an architect on this day in 1933 found out when he invented a game that combined the chance from dice and the challenge of crossword puzzles, he trademarked it in 1948. It's called Scrabble, and it's found in just about every home. I have to admit, I was not a big game player in, in, our, in our family. We probably should have been, right? 
Now you're reading about how challenging your mind with word games, number games, and things is good for you, right? Especially as you get older, it keeps your mind younger. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't seen the research latest, but uh, I remember I had a dear friend years ago. She said, "Let's let's play this," you know. And I was terrible. I started out, and she was just writing, you know, doing words and all this stuff, and. Um, I, but the more we did it, the better I got. My proficiency increased rapidly, probably because you're under a lot of pressure <laughs> to, to at least, you know, look like you know how to spell a few words there. But it is interesting. I can see where it would be good for you. So if you want to take a break this morning, do a crossword puzzle, do some Scrabble. Have a little Scrabble tournament for breakfast. That's the thing we ought to do right there. Bring it back. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. Working on a little something here. I am Joe, and uh, I was uh, I was all excited because um, the uh, the chosen in season three. They're getting ready to have the finale. The, there's going to be eight episodes, right? I saw six on the app, so seven and eight are going to be in theaters. They announced it, and um, Dallas Jenkins, who directs everything, he's 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 the top guy. Any complaints, any questions, they go right to him. Okay? So, and, of course, it is uh, an incredible uh, Bible-centered. Um, it's called the historical fiction. That's kind of the way it is. But anyway, he said theaters demand it. They've been in there before. They want it back. Fans are demanding it, and the scope of the story demands it. They're going to do feeding of the 5,000. And so he said, you know, it needs to be on the big screen and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I was thinking Taylor Swift isn't the only one who can shut down a website when tickets go on sale. They did that Sunday night. The fans of The Chosen crashed the website that had the tickets, the theater tickets, on there. And then it is now back up and online. So it's an incredible thing that is happening. And the one, I wanted to share this with you because you may be thinking, you know, I've never heard this before, never heard The, the Chosen. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, you get an app on your phone. A lot of people do that, or your iPad, or your television, or whatever it is. That's the best way to watch it. The chosen app. It says Angel across the front. It's a black app, and it says Angel, all right, in white letters. Just to be simple, when you're in the app store. But a lot the the part probably that has the most impact of anything that they have done happened in the streets right after Jesus was telling the disciples, "Okay, I'm going to send you out." Going out on a short-term mission trip, two by two, here's where we're going, who's going, you know, what you're going to do, carry nothing with you, find someone that's a friend. If you can't, dust off dust, dust off your sandals, go to the next town, all that. And they're all sitting there like, you know, how do we do this? What do we do? I don't feel any different. Well, you don't have to feel different to do the work that I have for you to do and all that. And then after that, he comes across little James. And little James has been crippled since he was born. Okay. Little James has seen Jesus do all kinds of miracles, healing miracles. And, and the people who are, have watched this, must, it must have been like a moment in time that stood still for people like Johnny Erickson Tata, Nick Vojcik, people who have disability, anybody who has a disability and wondering about Jesus and the healing, okay, so I thought, you know, just to <clears throat> tease you a little bit, you have to see it, but...
This is the conversation, and it just means so much. In the Father's will, I could heal you right now. And you'd have a good story to tell, yes? Yes, that you do miracles. And that's a good story. But there are already dozens who can tell that story. And there will be hundreds more, even thousands. But think of the story that you have, especially in this journey to come, if I don't heal you. To know how to proclaim that you still praise God in spite of this. To know how to focus on all that matters, so much more than the body. To show people that you can be patient with your suffering here on earth because you know you'll spend eternity with no suffering. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I am Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. Father used to say to his children when they were young, he said, when you all reach the age of 12, I'm going to tell you the secret of life. And then, of course, one day the oldest turned 12, and he is, you know, he's anxiously asking his father, what's the secret to life? And the father replied that he was going to tell him, but that he should not reveal it to his brothers. I have a feeling he didn't after he told him. The secret to life is this. Are you listening, kids? Take a deep breath. Put the cereal spoon down very quick. The cow does not give milk. And the son said, and you said, what are you saying? <laughs> you hear it. The cow does not give milk. You have to milk it. See, you have to get up at four in the morning, go to the field, walk through the corral full of manure, tie the tail, hobble the legs of the cow, sit on the stool, place the bucket, and do the work yourself. And this, my son, is the secret of life. The cow does not give the milk. I might put that on my t-shirt, right? You milker, or you don't get milk. And there's this generation that thinks the cows give milk. Things are automatic and free. Their mentality as well. If I wish it, if I ask, and then I obtain. And they have been accustomed to getting whatever they want the easy way. But no, life is not a matter of wishing and asking and obtaining. The things that one receives are the effort of what one does. Happiness is the result of effort. Lack of effort creates frustration. Mm. So remember that, right? And I hope you... Or taking that, you're you're strong enough to take that in and realize that cows don't give milk. You have to work for it. Okay. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. And remember, yesterday this time I was talking about fitting the puzzle pieces together. It just kind of struck me that yeah, sometimes you try to put a piece of the puzzle where it's not where it belongs. In other words. If you are doing a beautiful sunrise that's like purple, like we have this morning, oh, you just left to look out the window. <laughs> it is in a lot of places. So if that was part of it, but you had like a tree branch and you were trying to fit it in, you know it's not going to fit. You know it's not supposed to go there. That's the thing I was thinking about, right? I mean, you, you look at it and you know that that's not the one. You thought, oh, it looks like it might be the one, but then you try to fit it together and you realize it isn't so you don't try to force it together that was the whole idea and if you did you'd mess up another part of the thing i mean that's what i was 
talking about right there yesterday, right? Yes, Kevin Joe Morning Show Hotline. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Joe. Hey. I hope you're well. This is Peter. I'm a listener for about five years now. Thank you. Joe, I just wanted to uh, add a couple little details to your statement about the puzzle. One, yes, sometimes we put ourselves into the wrong place, but that is the beauty of who God is. God can reshape the puzzle to make it so that what you made a mistake now fits and will take it in a different direction to continue to make a beautiful story of your life. So that's just my thought for you, Joe. I hope you have a very blessed day. Take care. The Sound of Life. Hey, I am Joe, and it's about 730. This morning, you know, always wondering what's what's the weather going to be? What's it going to bring? We're going to start out with sleet or whatever, you know. We're going to get through there, okay? Are you rich? <laughs> Thought I'd throw that out there. Got to tell you about how they were huddled inside the storm door. Two children, basically, in ragged, outgrown coats. Any old papers, lady? See, I was busy, and I wanted to say no until I looked down at their feet. Those thin little sandals sopped with sleet. So I said, come on in, I'll make you a cup of hot cocoa. There's not any conversation. Their soggy sandals left marks on my floor. Cocoa and toast with jam to fortify against the chill outside. I went back to the kitchen, started again on my household budget. There was silence in the front room, and it struck me. I looked. The girl held the empty cup in her hands, looking at it. The boy asked in a flat voice, lady... Are you rich? Am I rich? (laughs) Mercy, no. I looked at my shabby slip covers. The girl put her cup back in the saucer carefully and said, Your cups match your saucers. Her voice was old with a hunger that was not of the stomach. And then they left, holding their bundles of papers against the wind. They hadn't said thank you, but they didn't really need to. They had done more than that. Plain blue pottery cups and saucers, but they matched. I tested the potatoes, stirred the gravy. Potatoes and brown gravy, a roof over our heads. My man with a good steady job. These things matched too. I moved the chairs back from the fire and tidied the living room. The muddy prints of small sandals were still wet on my floor. And I'm just going to let them stay there because I want them to be there in case I ever forget again how rich I am. The Sound of Life. Well, I am Joe, and um, I just I was looking at a news item about a Kentucky church's ministry. The uh, United Methodist, they have a, min, um, a ramp ministry, but it didn't start out as a ramp ministry. It started out as just a, a helpful ministry to build, right? And they did a ramp, and somebody else wanted one. And now it's turned into a ramp ministry, and recently they built their 1,000th ramp. It's amazing how ministries can start with just something simple. I'm sure the guys have fun. My roommate in college in North Carolina, he lives in Gastonia, if you know where that is, outside of Charlotte. Bill is his name, and he goes to a Methodist church. It's It's got to be a thing with a United Methodist Church there. I don't know if it's a Southern thing or what. But they have a building ministry, and he just loves it. And he takes pictures and posts them on Facebook. They have a trailer with all the tools and everything. And they go measure it out, you know, and they go get the stuff, and they build people ramps. That's what they build because they're in such demand. It's amazing. They would have never thought that the demand would be there. But look at the look at the needs that have been met just through that. 
Not to mention the men staying out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? But that's really kind of cool. And I want to give a big shout out to Bridge Builders because I don't even know how many years it's been now. You know, I can't even remember what it used to look like, our rickety steps. They came in here and took out our rickety steps and built a new set of steps with a ramp. And it's to code, and it was not easy to do because they got into the ground to dig the footings, and they hit the rock that is so common here, and especially in this neighborhood in Ulster County here. And they didn't know what to do. I mean, they worked and worked and worked, and it, was, it wasn't going to happen. And so the inspector had to come and say, put rebar in the concrete you mix and all that. And it's amazing. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm not sure I could have gotten into this building yesterday morning. I have never seen those steps that slick. I, I just about ended my life. I mean, it wasn't slick at home. The roads were fine. I was coming in, you know, and I the parking lot was fine. I just totally did not expect the steps. It was just black ice is what it was. And I hit, it was so slick. I'm not sure if I could have made it up here, but because the ramp is narrower and it has railings on each side because it's up to code. Thank you, John. I was able to basically do some stunts and, and make it up here. So I really appreciate that very, very much. Thank you. See, you never know when the work you do is going to be used in a real fight because um, I couldn't get in the back. My key doesn't fit talk to the manager about that but you know something like that that's that simple all the aggravation stuff that you did it paid off at least that one time and it'll pay off again thanks oh you've got to admit that is pretty neat waking up with a cup of joe good morning good morning rise and shine the sound of life i'm joe kind of got lost there for a second because i was thinking about dna we all know about dna now because it's everywhere you know it's it's real it's something that everybody has. We all know that. It's in every crime story on TV and movie and all that, and in real, and in real life and things. And I was stunned when I learned that DNA is not living. You know, it's not like your your blood, you know, your, your collagen, whatever it is. You know, part of you, you're living. The cells in your body are living. But the DNA is not. It's a set of instructions. And that's why you can go back and take some clothes or something from from something that happened way back, something bad to happen way back in the 1970s, and check and see if there's DNA on it. And people have done it. It's interesting. But I'm going to lay this on you. I came across this the other day. It, it, it takes less than a minute. Just listen. Just listen and let your mind be blown. Because DNA is, I mean, if it's a set of instructions, who wrote the instructions? You think that just came, you think this just came along by happenstance or something? Wow. I get excited about stuff like this. Okay, you ready? Here we go. DNA, which stands for deoxyribonucleic acid, is the most complex molecule in the universe. Unbelievably complicated molecule. Average person has 50 trillion cells in their body with 46 of those little molecules in each cell. If you extracted all of it, it would only fill about two tablespoons. But if you took those DNA strands and unwound them, stretched them out, tied them together, one person's DNA would reach from Earth to the moon and back over half a million times. 
round trips to the moon. It is so unbelievably complex. If you typed out the code found in your DNA, when you got done typing, you'd have enough books to fill Grand Canyon 78 times. That's the instructions to make you. I'd say you're pretty special. Listener supported The Sound of Life. I'm old enough that I can go back and we can laugh about the way it used to be. Nowadays, you know, you've got your, the whole world, actually. The computer is in your pocket or in your hand most of the time. You know, you're out there. You don't even realize it, do you? You're waving your hands around talking. you got your phone in there. You have no idea. When we wanted to know something, go to the computer. You can go to Google on the computer. We had to take the phone line <laughs> connected to the computer and dial the number. And then there was an eternal wait. Uh-oh, I think we're in. Sounds good. How do you know? I don't know. Electronics talking to each other. Whoa, here we go. That was the good sound. Then you knew you were in. <laughs> oh, man. See, you're missing all of that. When you came through that, and now it's just like, what do we do? It doesn't say anything. It's just too easy, right? Boom, it just appears right there. But one thing is for sure, when you got mad at somebody on the other end of the phone, you know, you could just slam that phone down <laughs> in your anger. But now try doing that with your smartphone, right? Well, <laughs> on with the show. The sound of life. Fun Friday here. I'm Joe, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Just to look back in the past week. The odd headlines. Horse spotted riding in the back seat during McDonald's drive-thru. Alligator found in vacant lot in New Jersey. Woman breaks archery world record using her feet. God bless you. 90-year-old woodcutter built his own hobbit house where he lives off-grid in charming comfort, apparently. A bear takes a swim in a California family's backyard. Isn't that like every day somehow? And uh, travelers, <laughs> I love this. Are you, are, <laughs> where is this? Oh, this was at a Florida airport. You're going to Florida airport? Watch out. Travelers emotional support snake found in TSA x-ray at <laughs> Florida airport. I, I, I'd almost just pay to be there, see that show. That would be awesome. One of my favorite stories, though, and I thought about it, so I thought I'd tell you. It's amazing if you are old enough to remember Paul Newman when he was the hottest thing going in the movies. Turns out he was the most regular guy, family guy around, right? It's amazing. Lived in Connecticut. Him and his family there, and uh, yes, he's the one that started the salad dressings, but that's a whole other story. But this woman and her family were visiting from California. They were in Connecticut, rural Connecticut. And she knew that Paul Newman lived, she thought, around there somewhere. But she had it in the back of her mind, and one morning, beautiful morning, she says, I'm going to go for one of my runs, right? And she's running, and she gets done, and she's deserving of an ice cream. And lo and behold, the ice cream shop in this town was open. And she goes in, there's one man sitting at the counter, and he turns around and looks and smiles at her, and she froze because she recognized those blue eyes. It was Paul Newman sitting there at the counter. And she had to gather herself. You know, she's kind of like telling herself, I have a family. I'm a grown woman. What am I, why am I getting all flustered like this? And so she went to the counter and ordered her cone of ice cream and everything and tried to do it as normal as possible and turned and Paul Newman smiled and she smiled and 
She walked out, got out to her car, and her ice cream cone was nowhere to be found. <laughs> she said, I got to go back in. So she opened the door of the ice cream place and looked in on the counter and didn't see it. And Paul Newman smiled. And he said, you put it in your purse. Excellent. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing. The sound of life. She said, uh, she taught me it's important to work to see someone for who they are, not what you expect. Okay. It's very quick. When I first met my mother-in-law, I had a hard time understanding her thick South Virginia accent. And she seemed a little bossy in that southern, passive-aggressive, polite way. But I knew she was important to the love of my life, so I accepted her grudgingly, as some of us do when family is forced on us. After five years, I still didn't really know her. When my wife got leukemia at 30, when our world was shattered and changed forever, Sharon is her name, very quietly and very firmly stepped into the role she was born for. She moved in with her dependent Vietnam vet husband into our house and became Michelle's caretaker, too. Over the last two years, she bought most of the groceries, cooked almost every meal, did most of the laundry and cleaning, drove both dependents to almost every one of the 300-plus doctor appointments, sorted tens of thousands of pills, and made sure they were all taken on time every hour of the day. And she did this when she herself was diagnosed with cancer six months ago. When she was getting a mastectomy, when she was going through chemo, she hums when she works, she talks to herself when there's no one to listen, and she goes about every day with humility and grace. I took a photograph this morning. She was sitting in a chair, bent over, looked like she was praying. She didn't know I was there. She's making oatmeal for his wife. So this friends is what greatness looks like in a quiet moment waiting on the oatmeal to cook for her daughter for the 300th time since she got sick and not everyone gets to have a real world superhero in their lives and for this i am filled with gratitude every day signed scott the sound of life i am joe i'll tell you right up front got the prayer request and good news really the former NFL football player who rescued his kids. I mean, you would run in the ocean, right? If you saw your kids in trouble, two of them, I guess. So he did rescue them, uh, but he got in real trouble. And But he's doing okay. He's on the mend. But I'm sad to say not so much for a church pastor and his wife. Uh, pastor Sampeo, who, who's and his wife, they're in their 40s. Uh, in Alda, I guess. They saw their 13-year-old. They were at the beach in Brazil. And he was out in the ocean. He got in trouble. And they went in to get him. <laughs> now, the good news is that he was, the boy was rescued by a fisherman and another family member, but the parents weren't pulled from the water in time. So they, I guess, didn't know how to handle the water, but they saw their son in trouble. So they went in to get him. So here's a church and family who lost you know, they're in their 40s. They lost their pastor, husband, wife, right, too. So keep those folks in your prayers right there. They're probably pretty grieving and upset. All righty. So it, they're in Brazil. But, uh, you know, we're all we're on this together, right? And uh, we hurt together when they hurt. So, I, Father God, I ask you to bless them with your supernatural peace. Amen. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life.
I am Joe. Cup of Joe morning show. Story time, kids. Gather around. Awesome. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, first of all, let me lay it out. We're going to have a farmer and his son and a gentleman and his son. We're talking about over 100 years ago, turn of the century in the early 1900s, okay? Beginning of the 20th century. He's Scotland, Scottish farmer. So he's coming home and he's walking past the swamp and he hears a cry for help and it's a young boy and he's caught in the quicksand or the swamp or something and he's in trouble and the farmer cuts down a, a branch that's big enough, you know, and he reaches it. Anyway, he saves his life and the boy's like shaking and scared and everything. He says, come home and you can warm up my place. Stuff. He said, no, my father's going to be so worried about me. I got to get home. So he takes him home, right? And the boy's very thankful, of course. And the father, the next day, a carriage comes to the house, and this gentleman gets out, and he says, did you say my son yesterday? He said, I believe I did. He said, what do I owe you? He said, you don't owe me anything. You know, I just did what human beings do. Please don't. He said, I insist. I, I, I can't leave it like this. I, you say my son's life. He's everything to me. I've got to, I got to pay you something. And he said, no. And then the boy's son, the farmer's son came out, and the gentleman said, is this your son? He said, yes. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take your son with me to London, and I'll, get, I'll make sure he is educated, okay? And I'll cover everything. And the farmer said, okay. And the boy said, okay, I'll do it. And he did. And he educated him. In fact, he went through college, and then he went to medical school, and he became a doctor. In fact, he is known as the doctor who discovered penicillin. His name Alexander Fleming, right? But that's not the end of the story. The gentleman's son ended up being admitted to London Clinic with a severe form of pneumonia. He was in real trouble. Guess what saved his life? Penicillin. Yes, was used to that, you know, the son who was educated by the gentleman and now he got to save the gentleman's son. It's pretty cool. By the way, the gentleman's name was Randolph Churchill, and his son was named Winston. Winston Churchill, who later became Prime Minister of England. Wow. See? All those little things in your life you don't understand now. God's working them together like he said he would. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.